are now listening to different mics. This shit might get crazy. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. first episode of the podcast for the month of august my name is melvin and with me as always i got the fellas fredo jeffrey and jim what's up man how y'all doing today what's up melly happy to be back man good good what's going on jim how you doing brother everything's great man i'm glad to be back what's up jeff watch that game what up what up fellas we lit in here Wait, what are you talking about Lakers? <laughs> So we're we're back. I'm I'm really excited today because it's the first time that we get to watch basketball as we're recording the podcast. Uh, we just got done with the Lakers Thunder game. How do you guys feel about that game? Um, not happy, but at least we're st- we clinched the first place uh, in the Western in the Western Conference. So CB3 is a beast. Yeah, I've been I've been hearing chatter about people being worried about how the lakers have been playing there they they play they played pretty good against the clippers a couple of days ago but um you got to imagine what would have happened if lou will and uh montrez harrell uh if they were playing how that game would have turned out it was pretty close for a game that you know you're missing two of your of your go-to guys for the clippers uh they did pull that game out so they 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 won a game, lost a game, then they won a, uh won the last game, and then they lost again today. Are you guys worried at all? Nah, we'd be straight. The the two games they lost were just shooting problems. I mean that comes and goes. So might as well have them now instead of in the playoffs when it really counts. I think we'll be straight. Is CP3 one of those players that also hasn't won a ring? Yeah, he didn't have a ring yet. And he's on multiple think- teams, right? Yeah, and I don't think he's going to get one, honestly. I heard he was a bad teammate. I heard he was a horrible teammate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah there's been stories about that, supposedly. But he's a beast. I mean, even if he is a bad teammate, he's still producing. So if you put right part the right pieces around him, I don't see why he can't get a ring eventually. He's carrying the thunder on his back right now. He's getting up well, there I in mean, age, too, so... It, you got to imagine or wonder how, how much longer he has. Yeah, CP3 has uh, – he's using the – he's using his teammates really good. Uh, Shai Gilgis is, is balling too. He's making them look like a beast. Yeah, supposedly he has them under his wing, and they're like best friends on that team. So, yeah. I mean, uh, Shai was really good with the – what was he, with the Clippers, right, first? Yeah, he was with and the he, Clippers. Yeah, he was really good there, and, I mean, his potential was there, and I think – him being with CP3 is really helping him a lot. Like, I mean, if you think about it, CP3 is one of the top point guards to ever play the game. To have him, you know, he's probably asking him questions and shit and picking his brain. So, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure that's matured him a lot uh, in the season that he's been with him. Do you know what his contract ex- extension looks like? I think this is his only year there in OKC, but he's getting paid like a shitload. <laughs> it's yeah. crazy. Yeah, it's close to 40 mil. Yeah, I mean, I mean, for them, honestly, 
for them, they're looking pretty good. They're they got his contract, and in the beginning of the trade, there were there was rumors saying that they might let him go or trade him away. Trade him away. They kept them. He has them in in a playoff race. He he got them multiple, not him, you know, but in that trade, they got multiple first round picks for the future. They got shy. Yeah. They got they got Adams. They got a lot of good mm-hmm. pieces, and I mean, obviously, I'm not sure what they're gonna do with Chris Paul. I don't think they're gonna sign him back because I'm pretty sure Chris Paul is gonna want, uh, you know, money. But they're set up for the future, and they just gotta hit on the picks, in my opinion. They'd want a ring too. I like, would pay. I would pay him if I was a Thunder. Like he's you, he's, you, he's using the everybody well. If he, he wanted to move, knowing he wanted to move to another team old? to get a ring, what team would he go to? I mean, that's hard because he's been on a lot of championship caliber teams and, you know, they keep losing in in the second or third round of the playoffs. Not, only that, not only that, he's probably going to want money and then you're going you're gonna to have to think about a team that's going to actually pay him that money. Yeah. I, mean, what, I what, think they what, pitch him, right? What, what teams now? Oh, yeah, what, like what teams now you guys think like would want to do that? Like off the top of your head. I can't even think of one, honestly. That's what I mean. He's gonna have to go to a a team that, where his role fits what that what that team needs. He's still a starter for sure, but are there really any open positions for a starting point guard, especially at his age? At a contending oh, what team too. What about the yeah. Bucks? They gotta uh-huh. sign Giannis in like what yeah. two years? Yeah. I don't think they're gonna try to pay old ass Chris Paul. I mean, he's still producing though. If he can produce and push out to. What's his name? I can never say his name. Giannis. Giannis. There's, there's different things that that are involved with that too. Yeah. Um, you know, how much money is the player going to ask for? What kind of role do they have available for him? Does the team have any players to sign? In this case, obviously, Giannis is their main would be their main focus. I imagine that you know that they're gonna throw the boat and the house and everything that comes along with that at him. So. Um, there's just a lot of variables that go along with that, and uh, I just don't think that they'll have the cap space for for anything after they, you know, sign Giannis. And they and they have to worry about if he's even gonna stay there. Yeah. Yeah, that too. They're not for sure. I think Giannis leaves. Honestly, <laughs> I really don't no. think he's gonna leave. To where? Hey, they they still got other I mean, the other brother. To wherever he wants. <laughs> Thanasis? Thanasis is still there. He's trying to step up to Thanasis. He, he might go to the Bulls. Like in 2K. Yeah. There was rumors of him 2K. wanting to go to there was rumors of him wanting to go to the Warriors. Yeah, that too. Ooh, a lot pretty, of rumors. That'd be yeah. a good team. Everybody uh starts rumors as soon as something something major is coming up. As soon I as did, it's I, slow, as, yeah. as soon as it's slow at ESPN, they start making rumors up. I feel like <laughs> that's what they. I feel like I kind of feel like that's what they did with Kyrie. It started the year that they got injured. After the playoffs, Terry Rozier was on uh, first take, and Stephen A. Smith, man, he fucking talked about how how hungry they the young guys are gonna be, and um, what they're gonna do when Kyrie and Gordon Hayward come back, and. I feel like it kind of just started. It's it sparked something in in uh, Terry Rozier, and it it probably caused more problems than than what could have happened. I mean, there's a lot more that went on with that story. That team was so stacked that it imploded on itself. Yeah, everyone eventually everyone just tries to get theirs. You know, 
everyone wants to make money. Everyone wants to be the star. Everyone wants to show out and, you know, show their talent. And sometimes that's just what happens. That's it happened to the Thunder, you know, with uh, Durant and Harden and uh, Westbrook. Yeah, but then you no, look at the, that. That situation is different. They had to pay two people, and they decided. Yeah. To they chose pay the wrong Ibaka one. Instead of they Ibaka. didn't want to. Yeah, they yeah. didn't want to pay James. They paid Ibaka. Fucking. I mean, he's he's cool, but he was good know. at the time. Not he was he was, he was solid. He was yeah, solid for what they needed and what they wanted at the at the time. Yeah. But they but. didn't know what Harden was going it, to become they probably saw him only as a six man because that's what he really you know he was just like a little scorer then, honestly you know, i don't think i don't think harden becomes harden if he stays in oklahoma yeah, okay see oh yeah. yeah for sure it's crazy how they're winning games too they're just out shooting people i mean that's their who are you talking about the, the rockets the, yeah the houston rockets well, like that's you would, their philosophy like they're just gonna outscore you that's, that's, that's why they insane, run small ball. They're like 150 points. Wow. Yeah. That's like try uh, to outscore you. That's like modern day Phoenix from back in the day. If you guys remember with Steve Nash and Amari. You know what I like yeah. about that team though? That uh, what's his name? Westbrook keeps um keeps him true. Uh, he made a lazy pass, and then right after that, you see Westbrook go over and like, how are you gonna throw that lazy pass like that? And yeah, he's on his teammates. Yeah, Westbrook doesn't play, man. He goes zero to hundred every game. Honestly, That's why I want to see him win a win. Westbrook is is a great player, but I would like, I don't know if I would like to play with him. You know, like myself. No, obviously, just from what I see, him and and uh, and uh, Chris Paul as well. Like, you can tell when people are just like assholes. You know, like. I, those are two party players I wouldn't want to play with if I was ever to play with them. Or yeah, if I but ever the, did the interesting them. thing about that is then you look at Jordan. It's not like Jordan was the nicest guy, but he figured it out. And look at them. They won six rings. Yeah, but I, for some reason with Jordan, I feel like it's like I don't know. It's just different. I don't, I don't know why. Westbrook is not a Jordan. That's why. So it's like, I don't know. It's just different. Me, the character's know, the same. My view. Mindset's the same. I think it's. I think when you win, if you win, it doesn't matter what the fuck you're like. Yeah. If you're an asshole, and you win, and you win championships, you know you could be whatever. You could be whatever the fuck you want to be because you back it up. As yeah. soon as you know you start losing or you can't get over the hump, then then you're just known as as Chris Paul basically. Yeah, pretty much. You know who was like that, but he did win rings, and he was a beast? Rondo? Kobe. All right. <laughs> said Rondo. He, he's, he's similar to Chris Paul. That's why they kind of clash. Um, well, it you know, looks like Rondo. Yeah. Rondo did win one chip, though. It looked like Rondo. Rondo's like, not similar to Chris Paul. though. From, from watching him on the Lakers, it looked like he's, well, I mean, from what it looks like, he don't look like that anymore. He looks, like, more mellow. Like, obviously, he's still working yeah. hard, and. And taking, like, he's mentoring other people. But from the Celtic days, it did look like he was, like, uh, Chris Paul, like, you know, yeah. win, win, win. And, like, he's going to get in your face if you do, like, some, something fucked up or, like, you mess up or something. Yeah, he matured for sure. I think after I think after what happened um, in Dallas, after what happened with him in Dallas and then him bouncing around from Sac- Sacramento to, to New Orleans... Uh, I think that kind of humbled him a little bit. And then on top of that, you know, you get a little bit older, 
you start ring chasing and you go yeah. you sign with the rival Lakers. <laughs> I don't blame him. You don't like that at all, huh? I, I don't blame him. I mean he's he he fits pretty good on that team. You know, unless LeBron starts playing point guard, then he's kind of fucked. But because he can't shoot, but um, I think that he's he, he that, fits. Though. Yeah, he. You know, you know what I hated too when he first signed with the Lakers was the game that he came back and played in Boston, and he made for years, shot. for years, this <laughs> motherfucker never hit a game-winning shot. And the first game-winning shot he hits in Boston is against Boston with the Lakers. <laughs> Well, that was it. Was just a ricochet. It was a rebound that he got. So I mean, he wasn't technically supposed to shoot that, but yeah, he did hit the the game winning shot. It was the it was the culture, Melly. He went from a losing culture to a winning culture, and it just switches up the game, you know. <laughs> Changes the mindset. So, so the Eastern Conference is pretty much set uh, with Orlando taking the eighth seed. The Wizards have been on a four-game losing streak, so they're pretty much out. The Eastern is pretty much Milwaukee, Raptors, Celtics, Heat, Pacers, 76ers, Nets, and Magic. But the Western Conference, it's, the eighth seed is being, it's up for grabs. It's Memphis is currently at the eighth, at the eighth seed with 32, 32 games won, but they've lost the last four since they started the, the season. Portland Trailblazers have 31. They're one game behind Memphis with um, San Antonio Pelicans, Suns. Um, they are four games behind the Grizzlies. So that's up for grabs. You know what team I like, even though they lost to the Rockets, uh, the Mavericks? What's their position like? Aren't they like third they're or seventh? Or fourth? Are they seventh? Really? Yeah. The Mavericks? The Mavericks are seventh seed with forty one oh, wins twenty nine. But but I think they, um yeah. anywhere from two to eight can well not two to eight. From two it's to seven close. can switch. Yeah, it's so close that they they're all gonna shift. they this isn't yeah. gonna be the final there's a lot of close seven. games between yeah. if y'all had um, to, three and seven. If y'all had to choose who takes the eight seed, who y'all who y'all pick, Melly? I think Portland. Portland all day. Yeah, I, I, see, I see. I see Portland. Game time. Portland. Yeah, I would, I would have yeah. to say Portland. They're on a roll right now, too. I think they're on, like, what, two-game win streak? Uh, no, they lost They lost yesterday, uh, yeah. I think, on Sunday. Oh, before that? Oh, okay. Yeah. The, well, Suns, the, Suns, the Suns? Are on a, the Suns are on a three-game win streak. Oh, you see that? Yeah, they lost. Booker hit that buzzer beater? Yeah, yeah I, I just yeah. don't see. I like Phoenix. I just don't see them having enough. If I had to bet on a young player, I'm I'm gonna put my money on on Ja to uh, get Memphis in or Zion carrying the load. I don't the... I don't I don't think the Pelicans making it. They don't but like they he, have enough either. Pelicans Zion hasn't been performing. You only had that one game where he had against the Grizzlies and and Ja Moran hasn't been really doing much other than being doing what he's supposed to do, but he hasn't really put the team on his back either. I mean, it's been you um haven't, you haven't noticed that all the people that are like or stars or whatever, but like like uh what's his name? The guy from the Pacers, he went off for fifty. And then the next game he literally went off for I think it was like thirty or something. What was TJ Warren? Yeah, yeah, like he's, he's beasting, bro. You have all these like people that are just going off. Olenek hit like so many threes against uh with the heat against uh I forgot who they were playing. 
But it's like the people that are supposed to be doing good, they're not. They're struggling right now. And then the, the yeah. you know, like mm-hmm. the backups or or the you know the people that aren't you know viewed as as great players or stars or whatever, they're the ones that are playing really good. It's it's weird. It's like shifted. Yeah. yeah, but all that all of that changes when it's playoff time. And um, I think I think it's just taking them a while to kind of adjust to it because, you know, you're this is out of the normal. It's not something that you know. You pre- you prepare differently. I feel for the for these type for the for the the environment that they're in. You don't travel. You know, you're basically going from your room to the facility. I think I think it's gonna take them a while to adjust. And you know, the people that seem to kind of have figured it out. Um, once playoff time comes, it's gonna test you as a player because if you're not one that's uh, that's ever stepped up, then I think that's gonna. It might, it could, you know, just as fast as it switched on, it could switch off too. Yeah, that's true. There's, there's little intricacies that uh, players are noticing as well. I heard multiple players in different interviews say that the perspective to the rim is a lot different as opposed to how it was in like regular stadiums where you can see through the glass and it, I guess the, the rim isn't as visible as it is now in the stadium that they're in now yeah every every little detail matters to them because i remember um when ray allen was on the celtics he used to um travel when they traveled to different cities to to play a a team he would go in um as soon as the flight landed and take shots just to kind of get a feel for the court and everything matters if it's off like a few centimeters they they can tell like it, it's or if it's not leveled they first i i mean i wouldn't be able to tell i don't i don't play basketball like that but for them to be able to differentiate the different issues or like different changes in uh in a court that makes a huge difference and like jim said a few episodes ago I think the crowd, uh, you know, the crowd behind the backcourt or the, um, you know, the rim, that's going to make a difference too. A, a lot of little things that we as fans don't, can't understand, you know, it's going to make a huge difference. Yeah, I can kind of, I can kind of talk to that. I mean, obviously it's at a different level. I mean, they're, they're professionals, I'm not. Uh, but I would, I mean, obviously we, we all used to go play ball at, at a, like at a park, you know, uh, I still do sometimes. Uh, like two years, a year ago or two years ago, I got invited to a uh, Laker uh, Clipper game. Was it a Clipper game? I think it was a Clipper game. And then after the the guy I knew who invited me, he said we're gonna be running fives on the court uh, at Staples Center. So I was like, oh shit, that's dope. So I I went, I went to the game, and then after the game, we all got on the court. I was fucking airballing mid ranges because I never played on an NBA court. So I can kind of talk to that saying, like, it is it is a different feel when you're, like, shooting at a park or on an NBA court. I was literally airballing mid-range shots. And then when I shot a three, I didn't even reach the rim. That's how that's how crazy different it, it can feel, I, I guess, for, you know, for professionals. Yeah, it takes it's, time to adjust, right? Yeah, and even I was playing the whole night. I didn't adjust at all. I, I still kept airballing. And this is just a stamina issue, but I was fucking, I was tired as shit. And like that course, like a little bit longer and wider. <laughs> it was it was fun, but it, it it did take some time to to adjust to it. Yeah, I feel like as the time goes, the better the adjustments are going to be made, and the better the teams are going to look. I mean, most. Teams. Oh. oh yeah, they're they're professionals. They'll they'll figure it out. 
Are you guys worried at all about um, Anthony Davis and the game that he had today? Uh, no, actually, he had a good, he had a bad game today. Every the whole team had a bad shooting. Uh, they only shot like what thirteen percent from the three, and uh, I forgot what the field goal percentage was, but the whole team shot bad today. Yeah, I mean, he's had a, the last three games he's had were fucking awesome. So, it's, if it's yeah. just shooting that's that's bugging them, which it looks like it's just shooting, they'll get it back. It's, I mean, shooting, like you said, is just on and off sometimes. You know what I like too? The soundtracks that are coming off after, like during the breaks, they're all those. Most of them are like all old school rap songs, which kind of takes me back. Oh yeah, I noticed that too. Like they're all old school rap songs, or they're like they have some Young Jeezy last time. I was like, what the fuck? They're really playing this shit. When was the last time you listened to Jeezy? That time when they fucking played it on the NBA (laughs) TV. Uh, (laughs) I hope that's something that they carry on to the regular season. A lot of there's a lot of cool things that they're doing right now that I hope that um, carries on to you know life after quarantine. Even the the uh, monitor in the back where they do the the fans where they're you know live streaming the fans that's pretty cool. I think that's something that be something that they can look into you know even sell virtual tickets like that. That's, that would seem pretty cool to to attend the game like that. What do you guys think? Imagine having real fans and then somewhere along the lines in the TVs with the virtual fans. The MLB, they're selling tickets. They're selling selling cardboard cutouts of people, but they're selling them as they would be uh, essentially buying a ticket. Yeah. it's. It, I mean, it's better than doing the CGI stuff. You know, um, I know some of the, I think it's like, I think it's soccer in um, Europe or Italy where they're doing CGI fans. That looks kind of weird. It's cool to have it, you know, even if it's just a few fans, it, it's cool to have that. Somebody got in a car crash over there or what? <laughs> Sorry, I tried to mute it, but <laughs> uh, uh, that's cool. Makes our uh, makes our podcasts realistic. We in the streets. Yeah. <laughs> Coming to you live. <clears throat> Did, you see that? Did you guys see that big ass explosion in Lebanon? Yeah. Awesome, man. People thought it was a nuke. Nah. That shit looked like a nuke. That it was a warehouse. Just popped up and shit. So crazy. it started as like a small explosion. Um, that warehouse, I guess, stored uh, ammonium nitrate. And they stored about 2,700 tons of that. And then all of it just blew up and caused that big explosion. Yeah, man. Yeah, it was just crazy. That's kind of crazy how, how that happens, right? You got to imagine that there's something that needs to be looked into because it how how often does that happen yeah it's um they were it was stored unsafely so that's what the reports were and that's why it blew up it was just out there they weren't storing it safely at all there was a wild video of a couple of guys just in the boat they were just cruising away from it and the guy was taking video and what you saw is right when the the thing blew up. You saw the shock wave through the water as the as it blew up. Yeah, that was crazy. There was like videos of people just like in their house cleaning, and then all of you, all of a sudden you see the windows just like smash, and it was and everyone just starts crying and running, and it was pretty crazy. Yeah, the the craziest video that I saw was the guy that was driving on the freeway, and you can see where the where it's a, uh, it looks like it's just like a fireball, and then out of nowhere the, you know, it, it, the explosion happened, 
and he's pretty far away from the from the uh, place of you know incident. But his windows break and his whole car started shaking and it's just crazy. I, I can't imagine having to live through something like that. Uh, I was thinking about that uh, in July during July Fourth uh, out here in D.C. There were some there's fighter jets in the sky, and these things are enormous. So when you look at them, obviously you don't see a fighter jet in the sky every every day, but Obviously, if you're in a war-torn country, you might see a lot of these jets in the sky. And I thought to myself, I couldn't imagine what it would be like to just wake up one morning and go outside and then you just see like three fighter jets and then you see some explosion nearby like that. Yeah, I think your uh, whole country is getting blown up again. I was just the thought that came. Remember, Jim, when uh, I think it was July 4th, too, uh, we had some illegal shit from uh, from Mexico. (laughs) And I mean, obviously, this is this is also a different, you know, different situation. But we lit one up. We ran away. We ran inside the house. Now, once that shit exploded, you can still feel the vibrations through the wall. And I can only imagine <laughs> at an at, at an explosion of that magnitude, what those people felt at Lebanon. That shit, like. I don't yeah. know, that's not something you want to, I don't think you want to ever experience. You remember that, Jim? Like, I know I felt yeah. the vibration through the wall. That shit was crazy. Yeah, the shockwave was pretty strong. That shit from from Mexico is no joke. <laughs> and that was a small little-ass fucking, what, firecracker? <laughs> Whatever the fuck it was. It was like, I don't know what it was, but it shit was loud. <laughs> yeah, and that shit left a little dent in the concrete on the oh, street. Oh, yeah, it was crazy, man. I can't <laughs> imagine how... It was like that in D.C. too. You just see a bunch of holes on the sidewalk, and just it was just really loud. Some of them. Yeah, fuck sh- D.C. Well, some of them shook. The <laughs> just kidding. Bro. Ain't nobody fucking shaking shit in D.C. without the without Trump knowing about it. No, Speaking they didn't go on. It was every day, like for the first week leading up to. Bro, they they like, be having that illegal shit in D.C. That can't be legal, man. That thing blew up. And it shook the house. <laughs> and oh my God. I go outside, and the neighbor's like, <laughs> the neighbor goes, it's one o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> oh, my oh, my God, God bro. Wow. It's not Can even imagine like- how many fucking Karens and fucking Bobs there are out there. <laughs> Speaking of shaking stuff in D.C., uh, Jim, do we have uh, an update on the stimulus? Oh, yeah, buddy. <laughs> They should be having that done by, they should have the bill ready by tomorrow. And, um, well, that's the plan, obviously. Plans, they always lag it, but the bill should be ready by tomorrow. Um, and then Congress should be voting on it next week, sometime next week. Trump's going to sign the bill sometime next week. And then uh, you guys should see your stimulus checks in about two to three weeks, if you have direct deposit. Yeah, $1,200. Here we go. I don't know, man. I feel, like they've been, I feel like they've been talking about this for a while. And um, I still, maybe it's a tinfoil hat that I have on, but I still feel like it's not. We're not Why do you have a tinfoil hat on? <laughs> I, still, I still feel like we'll see it in October, right before election time. So it's Why would they see it in October? Why would they pass? Why I mean, would they pass a bill and wait till October for you to get you the check? Well, how do you how do you know it's going to pass uh, in August? I, I don't I just because don't you know they, can... they when they 
when they pass the bill, they sign it. Bill, Trump signs it, and then they start they start um, the process of sending out the checks ASAP. Yeah, but that's when. Why they would they hold on the to it? They've been holding on well, to it since May. If you think about it, if okay. you think about it, Melly, if you think about it, guys, the first the first stimulus day, we all knew when it was coming, and it came right when it came. So it's yeah. like. You gotta trust whatever sources are coming out for them to be saying, "Oh, it's coming in August." I believe it because I mean, there was no delay in the first check, so I don't see why they would. They've been talking about this bill since like, since like the beginning of June, I think. Yeah, I think so, it was like, like, I think I heard rumbling. Or late May, yeah. yeah. I, I that's that's what I'm talking about. I I think this was supposed to. They were talking about this becoming a monthly thing, or even like every other month just to kind of, you know, help out people that were in need. But um, we see that, obviously, it's been four months, I think, since we got the last check. Yeah, man. Yeah. So I think, I mean, I, I think they're trying to extend the, ex, you know, prolong it as much as possible so they don't have to give out as much money. But I think um, it, it works in their favor. You know, this whole time that they've been prolonging it, it's it's been the Democrats' fault you know, quote unquote, their fault. But I think it, it works in, in the Republicans' favor to kind of hold off on it until October because it's fresh on everybody's mind. And at the same time, well, it kind of it kind of works against them too if, you know, the Democrats are putting out that, you know, they have something ready and that they've been putting, uh, that they've been have something ready and, you know, they it, they just can't get anything done. So, I mean, who well, knows? The, it could just be the... The Democrats hat. sent the bill like a month ago, you know, so if anything, the blame, if the people start getting pissed off, the blame will fall on the Republicans because they're the ones that have been holding on to the bill since forever. So and if they get the blame then that's going to ruin the, that's going to affect their 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 voting results, too. Yeah. The, the Democrats are just sitting back waiting for them like, hey, we gave you this. Now we uh, now we need what now you get you know, give us what we want or it's going to it's going to last longer. If you don't, if the Republicans don't give, the Senate doesn't give the House what they want, then negotiations will go on forever, and then the people are going to start getting pissed off, and they're going to start pointing fingers at Trump and the Republicans. So they need to pass it ASAP. That's what they want. Y'all, y'all think if this continues, we're going to see another one at the end of the year, or what? I don't think we will, unless there's a second wave, uh, or they close the country down again. Then maybe, but I don't think there will be another one. I don't what? think they're gonna close down the country anymore, but I mean we're in the second wave. This yeah. Is, this is, I don't. Th- this I honestly, like, I don't even think exploded. the first wave ended. No, the first <laughs> wave has not ended. Yeah. First wave 1.0 and shit. 1.2. It just kind of, it just kind of went away and it just crept back up. Nothing is. Everything's gonna be like it is right now until there's a vaccine. Yeah. I, saying, I think this. I think this whole year is canceled. They're also saying, though, uh, that they don't know if this virus is either a one-time thing or if it's going to be like the flu. That shit, imagine that. Yeah. That shit would be crazy. Oh, yeah, man. They, that's why they need, a, they need to get a vaccine. And so, until then, it's going to yeah. be well, would you, chaos. Would you get a vaccine as soon as it comes out? I would. Shit. For COVID, I think I would. Uh, why not yeah, i think i would are you like an anti-vaxxer or something i'm not i'm not an anti-vaxxer but i i don't know man i think i think i might just wait till you get it and then follow up with <laughs> <a couple of laughs> <days>. <laughs> well what would be the problem it's a vaccine you take it and then you know you 
don't die from it. Shit. How have you guys been spending that twelve hundred dollars? Um, I still have it. I still have it saved. Yeah, I still have mine saved too. Good man. I was one of those that invested uh that money. Invested it in what? I invested the money in stocks. Oh, safe stocks. Oh, how has uh, how has that been for you? It's it's been going pretty good. You know, I'm I'm up right now, and um, considering that I started, you know, as soon as the pandemic hit. Um, and not really knowing anything, just kind of learning as you go, um, you know, to be up, it, it's, it's pretty good. I got into, you know, doing different types of strategies. So I, I it's been going good. It's something that I, I kind of like, and, you know, I would have never thought in a million years that I'd sit, you know, like staring at my phone, watching numbers and it's what I do. So. Uh, yeah, I heard like when you once you're in it, you're like you like look at your phone like every hour to see where it's at. Well, it depends what strategy you're using. <clears throat> there are some strategies where, you know, if you're um, if you're for example dividend investing, you can just kind of put your money into a company and then you know regardless of whether it it goes down or up, um, you're in it for the long term. So you don't have to necessarily, you know, look at it. If you're trading, then, you, you know, you're looking for the deal and then when to get in, when to get out. If you're doing, you know, will options, then it's kind of similar to day trading. You're, you know, you're you're selling your, your put and then you kind of have to look at it to see when you're going to get out, you know, when you're going to sell your call. So it's, it just depends on what kind of strategy. What, you're companies, um, what companies are you invested in? Uh, right now? Well... I actually started off with Microsoft, and it's funny How that many all shares this. Did you get? Um, I I don't really want to get into it too much, but I did put a couple thousand dollars in it. How many? How many stocks are those? It just depends what day you're buying your stock because the t- the price goes up and down. Right now, it's trading uh, at about two hundred dollars. So, if is you're, it going down still, Melly? It didn't actually. You know what's funny is that you know how we were talking about the whole TikTok thing. Um, yeah, I actually man. I got out of it because you know that whole Trump Trump got involved talking about that the government should get a cut of the transaction. Um, yeah. So I kind of felt like that might you know hinder the deal, and I kind of got out at it was at I believe two seventeen, and ever since it's just been kind of trading at around two twelve. Um, I I got in at 201, so I don't know if I'm going to get back in anytime soon. I kind of want to wait it out and see what happens. Um, But it's I mean, honestly, if you're into if you're into that stuff, some people just aren't. Um, I I know, Jim, you're into, you know, card sports cards and stuff, which which is pretty cool. If if you're into it, you know, some people just invest their money differently. Some people invest in real estate, you know, which is another really good investment Some opportunity like, yeah. it. but it, like those are like actual like investments that are like, you know like safe and you know you know that they're gonna grow like things like what i do like with sports cards it's more of like gambling if anything and you know a player could get injured and there goes your entire investment it's more of like a gambling thing and like a fun thing than it is yeah. like an actual investment <laughs> but i mean well, it's you been can, pretty good so far you can gamble on anything really i mean you can gamble doing stocks you can gamble on you know on, yeah. In real estate, you know, if you buy if you buy a, a fixed property, and it turns out that the fixed property was in the wrong neighborhood, 
or you know something happens and there's a a market uh, a real estate crash then you can lose a lot of money too <clears throat> um sometimes yeah. sometimes it's uh it, it is gambling and some people like that fix you know you get your investment fix and then you get your gambling fix which is which is pretty cool too but honestly i think as long as you're looking for a way to make money and you know it's it's something that has been proven to make you money why not you know i mean we're still young yeah just yeah, find, I mean, find what you yeah, like it's all high risk high reward and you know it's a good way to invest your money yeah okay. uh, i'll tell you what though i, I wish I w- it was something that i started doing when i was younger for sure that's true maybe well, like five years ago put a couple money and let it sit you'd be a, a whole lot richer now especially yeah. with tesla yeah man i miss amazon that yeah. tesla and amazon were on fire yeah, even Disney, uh, not Disney, um, Apple. Apple mm-hmm. stock, I mean, right now that tech's booming, stocks just keep going up and up. So. I think, uh, they, I don't know if it's true or not, but I heard, uh, I saw an article on uh, Yahoo saying that they were going to do a four-to-one split on Apple yeah. stocks. Yeah, it's not, it's not the first time that they that they um, split their stock. They yeah, the first one was a seven-to-one. Yeah, the last one was seven-to-one. Where their stocks went from like I think like six hundred to like ninety bucks. Yeah. And then I think they're gonna do it again a four to one. Yeah, they're they're a company that like to hover around the one hundreds, and then um, once they kind of go up in price and they you know go that uh, stock split route. Yeah. Jim, what's the most you sold the card for? I sold the Zion rookie, uh, Zion Williamson Silver Prism rookie PSA ten for uh, three thousand bucks. I think that was last month. Or two months ago? Three G's for a Zion? Yeah, and I spent like maybe on the on the box on his box that I bought. This is where I say it's like gambling because I spent as for his that box that he was in, I spent fifty bucks to buy that box. What do you mean what box? So the the packs come in a box, and you don't know. And you buy the box, you don't know what's in it. You're just buying it to to gamble to hopefully get something good. So I pulled that. Uh, I bought that box and I pulled the Zion and it went from fifty to three thousand bucks on just one box. I did spend maybe like maybe a thousand dollars on boxes, and so far I've made maybe like five thousand dollars on cards with with a couple more still that I have to sell. That's not so bad. What? You have a Luca too, right? No, I don't have a Luca, but I do want to get one. He's. I thought you had a Luca. No, I have a Trey Young rookie uh, PSA. No, actually, it's not graded. It's raw. Um, but I need. I want to get a Luca. But Luca prices are going are getting too expensive. He's balling right now. That 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 uh that game he just had. At the what was it? At the, uh what did he have? He had a triple double. Thirty four twenty. Yeah, and thirty four twenty. Him and That's crazy. Watch. Yeah, that was in the so, overtime uh, game too. Mhm. Yeah. So, they lost, uh, right? I think they won. Yeah, they did. The Mavs won that one. Yeah, there's no way you get those stats and fucking lose. I don't know, man. They had like 140 points against the Rockets, and they still lost. <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, his prices are going high, are going are going sky high right now. Like, I think one one of his signature, um, a card that has his signature on it is like six thousand dollars right now. That's crazy. You know what I've always been curious about? If you have one of his cards and you meet him in real life and you ask him to sign the card, do you think he'll sign it? Um, he might, but it it actually doesn't increase the value that much. Because Why? Because unless you get it certified, 
it doesn't increase the value that much because they sell their own cards with autographs on it already. And um, those so are the ones if, that I thought so out what there. So if you're just holding your phone out and you're taking video of him signing it and then you take it to PSA, well, is that true? Yeah, if you take it to PSA or any of the grading companies, uh, any of the legit grading companies, and they certify it, then it might be worth some money. Um, but if it's not certified, then it doesn't increase the value that much. So how how does that work? I've always been I've always been um, interested. Well, not interested, but I've always wondered how that works. Um, what is the difference between the different grades, or how do how do they figure that out? So um, PSA. So there's a grading system. Um, from one to ten, uh, ten being that the card has, according to them, the card has no flaws or almost no flaws. Um, so if it's a ten, it's like the card is in perfect condition, uh, and that's the one that collectors want. Um, anything after, under that is obviously like a nine, has maybe a couple flaws, one or two flaws on the card. Um, they also the the grading also depends on the centering of the card, if the card is centered, um, or if it, if the the edges are straight or if the corners are are sharp. You know, all of that goes into the grading. Um, and if everything looks good, then it's a 10. If it has a flaw here and there, then it gets 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Um, and obviously, but the, the PSA 10s or the BGS uh, 10s, all those are like, those are the ones collectors want. And those are the ones that are worth like thousands of dollars, depending on what player you get. So it's kind of like Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh from back in the day. Yeah, um, yeah and even Pokemon has been exp- like, Pokemon has been exploding a lot lately. Um, Charizards, I think they're like first edition Charizards holographic PSA tens are like I want to say a hundred thousand dollars. Wow! So, and I know a lot of us had that that card in our freaking hands when we were in fifth grade. Yep. <laughs> Wouldn't you say, Jim, when you have a raw card, like sometimes it's also a gamble to send it in. Yeah, so if you buy a, if you get a raw card, um, unless if you don't know anything about grading and you just send it in, it's kind of a gamble because if it comes back as a nine, as it, if it comes back as like a, a PSA nine or PSA eight or seven, then you'll actually uh, lose money as opposed to if you would have just sold it how it was. So let's say uh, as a Luca rookie um, that isn't that isn't graded, um, you can probably sell it right now for maybe six hundred dollars. But if you get it graded and it comes back like an, an eight, seven, or six, you'll actually lose money. You'll probably get maybe like 400 bucks for it. Um, so it, that's also a gamble too. See, do you think these buyers are opening these packages with, like they're not even touching the package. They're like slowly opening it so they don't damage <laughs> the cards. Yeah. Uh, well, like a lot of them. Teasers? Yeah. So they have pretty, like, they open the packs up pretty slowly. They, you know, you got to know how to handle them. You know, obviously not not mistreat the cards and then put them straight into a protective cover and uh, that's that's how that's what they do to protect the cards that's some people even use gloves a... yeah some people use gloves that is uh, so wild to me the lebron yeah. sold for three point what eight million uh 1.8 million uh lebron a rare lebron rookie card with his autograph and a piece of his uh a piece of his rookie jersey that's crazy 1.8 million that's actually that, that became the holy grail of all cards is that one of one of one or was there there more of those no it's an out of 25 but it's so rare that oh shit um, so it's an out of 25 and i well we don't know how many there are out there right now but they made 25 that year so we don't know if the other cards are destroyed lebron tweeted out that he has a couple of them 
Um, so Sutherland can be in well, packs somewhere too, huh? Low key, maybe. Could be, yeah. If you can oh, find packs from Exquisite, shit. they could still be there. It's a one point eight million dollar <laughs> card. That's I'm crazy. buying Exquisite cards. Fuck that. Imagine you can three uh, D print those cards. <laughs> nah, they they have they have no value. Yeah, um, hey guys. So the thing that's been on uh, I've been seeing on social media lately is a lot of Takashi. And I wanted to ask you guys. What social media are you watching? What do you guys What do you guys think about his whole snitching situation? I really don't give a fuck about that guy. I think he he's been hype. He's always gonna be hype. His music's trash. But um, why do you think he's so big? I think a lot of people enjoy the type of person that he is. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it is. Honestly, social media. Explain that today, to me. Explain that to me. If you shut the fuck up, maybe I can explain it. <laughs> no, I think you're gonna go <laughs> get into it. I don't see how people can enjoy somebody who snitches, somebody who goes to jail, somebody who gets uh, on well, his real, side with his mother. Real quick, Fredo. You, you know why? Because most of his audience is not gangster. Most of his audience are like not little kids, but like they're like maybe Late like teenagers. Yeah. Or like, I mean, obviously, I can. T- I mean. Obviously, like, there's gonna be people that are from the streets or from from the hood that are probably listening to him. But most of his audience is like a Drake. Like most of his audience is like you know females or like the younger generation. And did then you just compare him to Drake. Oh my god, man! It's, I'm just saying. Funny, I think he figured out how to maximize his profit for making songs that are catchy for a yeah, minimal amount of time. That's what content. he does. Well, that's what I'm saying. He he's kind of figured out that niche market or maybe he has just I mean, his own fan base i mean yeah he figured or, like it out, number one key, every time low-key i'm not i'm not a fan of his but i've listened to his songs and his last two songs are kind of dookie yeah me yeah yeah but they've got hey, uh, one every time jeff knowing what you know about him would you have snitched what if i was in his situation yeah shit yeah. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Bobby Schmerz didn't snitch. Yeah, he Honestly, didn't snitch on his. He didn't snitch on his friends. Takashi snitched on people that were disloyal to him. Honestly, I mean, okay. I mean, obviously, Takashi's not really from the streets, so that's why he did what he did. So, in my situation, if obviously I'm not, I'm not from the streets, so I probably would have. If they had, if I had noticed that they're like trying to backstab me and all that shit, like how they did him, but maybe if I was from the streets and I knew what the consequence, you know, you, everyone knows the code basically when you're from there and you 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 grow up there. So maybe in my perspective, if I was from the streets, I probably wouldn't have. You know, I don't know. It's weird. It's a weird situation. Nah, fuck that. I'm fucking snitching, bro. I'm not fucking doing forty <laughs> something years minimum for some dudes that fucking were disloyal to me. Fuck them. And that's and that's crazy to think. Like in my mind, like they, yeah, they were disloyal to him. They back, they you know, they backstabbed him. And all the street people, all the rappers, they're literally mad at him for snitching on the people that did that to him. You know, they would it, do the same. It's mind-boggling to me. Like I, would I don't know. There's too, some people. Like, if you if you put them in that situation, like would they do this? Like would they really be quiet? Hell, there's no, some people. Me, there's some people Meek that Mill would. Would be quiet? No, nah, I don't think he'd be quiet. Meek Mill, I think oh. would. Nah, I don't know. If I mean, he knew that. someone's backstabbing him, the type of person he is, I don't think so. 
Who knows? He seems like <laughs> he seems like one of those people that are like you know like he'll want to get you back or something. Oh, I don't know, but but still, it's it's just a weird situation. In all I, honesty, I can... honesty, though, uh, one of the hardest thing to get that prosecutors or defense the defense has to do is getting witnesses to come forward and testify against the whoever the plaintiff is or whoever committed the crime. So maybe whatever he divulged saved a lot of lives on the outside. So maybe he did do a good deed. He put away the whole gang and they're all... Oh, there was a rest? Yeah. They, uh, they, he, he snitched on like almost the whole gang. He, all the leaders the of that guy, gang. Well. The main guy is doing like, what, 20 years? 15 years? Yeah, I think like 15 years. I can see Jeff snitching and going into witness protection. <laughs> yeah, yeah bitch, I did say. Bitch, you would do. You would do, yeah, Melly. Exactly. I wouldn't. You know why? Because I wouldn't have gotten involved in the first place. No, we're no. That's what why. if you were in that situation already? It's bitch, not I wouldn't be in that situation no. because I wouldn't okay, be doing any of that shit. We're saying. I can what say if that you too, were? But that's not gonna make it interesting. I can I tried, that too. What the fuck? I I tried tagging once. I didn't like it. That oh shit. It was a phase. I just bitch, kinda... it follows you around. You look like a fucking broke cholo. Bro, you're saying you wouldn't be in that situation, but what if Jeff decided to kidnap you one day, and 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 next thing you know, you're in, you, uh, he beats the fuck out of you, and then you order a hit on him, and cops find out now you're all in jail. Where are you gonna snitch on him? If if Jeff kidnapped me, I would snitch on him as soon as he let me go. Exactly. <laughs> okay, so Melly's a big ass snitch. <laughs> careful world everybody listening be careful with Melly. he's gonna snitch this, on your ass bro I you're I a snitch, snitch too him. you literally said yeah i'd snitch yeah you uh, would. if i was in that situation <laughs> bitch he kidnapped me why would i not snitch on him oh my god <laughs> we're, all, again. we're all fucking rats man you too fredo don't act like you ain't no I, I wouldn't i probably wouldn't snitch on him but i'd probably do something like i re- like record him or some shit i don't know I'm gonna record him. <laughs> You're one of those, huh? <laughs> I'll start who, recording who, him. Who's the guy that uh, that recorded his teammate, D'Angelo Russell? Oh, uh, D'Angelo Russell. You gonna Russell me, bitch? Yeah. <laughs> wow, man. <laughs> Fredo, you snitch or what? I definitely oh my god, right, bro. Fredo's snitch. been snitching since 1992, bro. He's a snitch, always a snitch. He's died. Yo, snitch. and the fucking funny part is that he's actually out on the streets, like trolling everybody, and nobody's doing shit to him. Yeah, but he has like twenty bodyguards. Have you seen? I him? know, but still, like, if I'm a, if I'm in New York, I'm a gang member, and I see him walking, I'm I'm gonna get my entire hood to like go find him. Who gives a fuck what the security guards well, are gonna do? That's what I'm saying. He's figured out this marketing ploy where he's just trolling people, and he's then a, yeah, they he's get a marketing they, genius, Loki. Yeah, well, I don't know if he's a genius, but he's getting he's a marketing a genius. He's the biggest guy on social media. I know the biggest guy on social media right now. One of our friends, biggest troll. He could be Takashi's fucking cousin. No, but I mean, it could <laughs> it, it, it can change the game. It can change the game because essentially people are gonna start doing more antics with their music. <laughs> As opposed to having substance to their music, which when you have substance, it lasts. Uh, it it lasts hurts. the test of time. It takes. You know I, what I mean? I hope he's not changing the game because if that's what it comes to, bro, we fuck. Nah. If he was changing the game, he would have been on our third third episode, and he wasn't. So he's not changing <laughs> shit. Those those of you listening, we have a friend that uh, named Irwin who fucking trolls us all the time. He says he's going to be somewhere, and he never is there. 
and we're all left waiting for him sometimes. And he's been doing it for years, and it's hilarious every time. And he and we never learn. We always think he's going to be there, and he's not there. Well, so I, my my point was that the music with substance going to uh, last for a long time, right? And his music isn't going to last because it's all about antics and it's all about just getting to number one really fast. So yeah. I think, well, my taste, I like hip-hop from the 90s and stuff like that. And I like that music because it has substance and the the rap, the lyrics, it has meaning behind it. So I always can go back to it. There's literally minimal substance to these songs. So I don't know what his longevity would essentially be but i don't think this is going to last that long but if you can find a rapper that has both where you have the antics and, and the controversy the yeah the controversy and the substance in the lyrics i mean that's the perfect recipe nowadays because i, I feel like the old school rap style that's just not doing it nowadays like not it's just a different it's a different game now for the music business yeah, I think you have to find a way to kind of stay in the news. For you to be in the news and just be out there one way or, or another, it's kind of similar to what Drake's done. Every time a fucking song comes on, this motherfucker's on a remix a week later and shit. You know, you, if you keep your name out there or your voice out there or, your, you know, your image out there, you're just kind of going to... You're going to be re- relevant for a while, so... I guess it's kind of something that Takashi's doing, but in in a different way. And he's uh, rapping in different languages. That last song he had, what was it? I forgot what language he was talking in, but he was rapping in a different language. He's, just, he's you know he's reaching out a different to a different I think um, he makes songs that are catchy. I think the reason he's so big is because number one, he makes he, number one, he's a troll. He's controversial, so a lot of people love love that entertainment controversy is like i think the number one thing that makes you go viral on it on any on uh, facebook and instagram he makes catchy songs but when he makes trash songs you know you can see his numbers kind of decline a little like his like his last video had 36 million in one day which is huge still but the other songs he had like with nikki had 48 million dollars uh, 48 million views in one day so i think he's just I don't think he's gonna be here that much longer because he's kind of getting burned out. But I'm not comparing him to this guy. But back in the day, it used to be Eminem that had kind of like the perfect trifecta. Where remember Just stop or, right there, bro? Just stop. Yeah. Right what there, the fuck? The fuck? What yeah. do you mean? Remember the real Slim Shady where they came out with a bunch of people with bleached hair? Yeah, okay. that, that was huge at the time. And then, and then he sings the song, and everybody's in the background just singing the song. He had the antics. Okay, well, Eminem was Eminem was that's... also Eminem Eminem was also controversial when yeah, exactly. his, like, his time. No, what you could say is he was controversial in his lyrics. He wasn't controversial. I mean, obviously everyone everyone's controversial outside. Like they have problems. But Eminem would say his shit on the song. It's way yeah, different than true. actually. It's still translated to the outside the world. No. He talks shit totally about Britney different. Spears. He talks shit about Christina Aguilera. Yeah, in a song. Okay, that does that not translate to the outside? Uh, I mean, he was stalking more. Well, he's he's what you said. He's controversial, and he has the good music. Well, that's what I'm just saying. He in back in the day, if you want to compare somebody that would have 
that perfect combination where he had that controversy, he had the lyrics, and he was just a good rapper as well. So it was just, that's why he became so huge. So if you had somebody like that now, that would be huge. Yeah. can't believe you tried to compare Eminem and I Tekashi. said I wasn't comparing him. That was <laughs> yeah, why you said that and went along and still tried to do it. it. I prefaced <laughs> it specifically. So y'all I'm not trying to compare them, but uh, he has the antics and the and they're kind of similar. The <laughs> they have the lyrics. <laughs> yeah, uh, talking about Eminem, I was actually listening to him right on my way back from uh, work. It was pretty cool. He okay. threw me way back. But anybody uh, remember that D12 album? Yeah. Yeah, I love that album. That shit was fucking flames. It had one song. Relax. Oh my god. It had a couple god. songs. It had a Purple Hills. Yeah. Yeah, purple that was pills. that was, was it. Purple, purple Hills or Purple Hills? Pills. Yeah. yeah, that was the only. Uh, it was Purple Hills, nah. not Pills. No, they oh. changed it from Pills because they didn't want it to like be like. Uh, I think, <laughs> I, if I remember correctly, I think that's what it was. It's Purple Pills. And it's kind of weird, huh? That um, they they changed that because they wanted to change. You know, they wanted they didn't want it to seem. Yeah. But now motherfuckers are talking about taking codeine and fucking <laughs> Xanax. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It's called De- you're talking about Devil uh, Devil's Night or D12 World? Those are the two albums they had. That? The first one. I think it was the first one, yeah. Yeah, D12. Uh, uh, Devil's Night. You know what's hilarious? Oh, yeah. The first album my dad ever bought me <laughs> was the Marshall Mathers LP. Do you guys remember <laughs> your first album? Mm-hmm. Okay, first album I ever bought myself. Like, I literally went to Best Buy and bought it. Yeah. Uh, was, <laughs> Ice, was Ice Cube, bro. I don't remember the album. I gotta remember the album, but I remember it was an Ice Cube album. What song? Remember. You don't remember the songs? Let, uh, let me look it up. Uh, my, my first album was that I bought was... Um, uh, 50 Cent, Get Rich or Die Trying, bro. And it was the, and it was the clean version. <laughs> I didn't know it was the clean version. <laughs> I wanted the explicit one. And this was, I was like, maybe like 11 or 12. I forgot how old I was in 2003, but, but yeah, that was my first album. And I bought it when we went, we went to Big Bear and I bought it in some store in Big Bear. <laughs> in the snow. That's a, that's a good album though. What's yeah, that was a crazy album? album. Oh, you said, uh, sorry, you said Eminem, right? Yeah, mine was Marshall yeah. Mathers LP. Melly, what was yours? Mine was, uh, Damn. I was going to say The Chronic, but it actually was not The Chronic. It was... Do you guys remember back in the day, they had um, albums that were... They weren't albums, actually. They were CDs. Huh? Like mixtapes? No. No, they weren't mixtapes. There were CDs where... um, You know how they have the... Now they have... uh, What is it? Now that's what's called music and stuff like that? Oh, Poor kid. No, 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 no. Wait. <laughs> chill, chill, chill. Is that what Back you bought? Don't, no, don't no, say no, that no. in public. Back in the day, they had they had <laughs> similar CDs, but for hip hop. So you had all these songs, um, all these uh, different songs from different artists in one CD, and it was, it might have, it actually might have even been fake because I remember buying it in the alleys in LA. If you guys know what the alleys are, Los Callejones. Yeah, Los Callejones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Yo, they don't exist anymore, I think. Yeah, they do. They do still exist, I, but I it's mostly like that whole little, that whole little area. Well, it got it's... rated not like a few years ago. They rated it for all that. Makeup they were selling. 
yeah, yeah. It, it still exists though um but i remember i remember i bought a couple of cds um they used to be like two dollars so I, bu- I bought a couple of them but my actual um first album was the chronic and then i also got a snoop dogg cd i forget which one the motherfuckers had so many cds put out but um I remember I also got uh, my first album was uh, or my second album was a Snoop Dogg album with the East Siders. I don't remember what my second al- <laughs> second album was. I remember, I remember what the sorry, I remember what the Ice Cube one was. It was Laugh Now, Cry Later. <laughs> wow, that was your first one. First, yeah, first album I ever bought. I mean, my I have an older brother, so I would he would buy all the CDs and shit, so I would listen to whatever he would listen to. But the, as far as the first one I ever bought was that one, and I think if I remember correctly, I listened to the whole shit all the time. I really like that album actually. Yeah, but it was like one of his towards the end of his career. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I've listened. You no, know, his to career's not over. That but one. like, it was probably one of the last ones that was like really good. I think it was one of his last ones. Yeah, that's interesting. You never have you never bought albums before that. Well, I'm telling you because my brother used to buy them, so I would. Okay, which one, which one was the first one that you took to that your brother bought? See, I don't, I don't remember that one. He had a he had a shitload of, of rap albums. He had everything from Nas to Tupac to fucking N.W.A. Honestly, now that I think of it, it might have been N.W.A. Straight out of Compton. I think it was that one. He let you listen to that. Yeah, bitch, the fuck? Me and my parents? The first one, the album that <laughs> yeah, I was thinking of was the uh, the Blue Carpet. He heavy as a kid. I mean, not the Blue Carpet. It was the Last Meal. Bitch, he's only the five Blue years Garden. old. No, no, the I'm Last Meal. And of you, he came out in the 90s. I, I'm assuming that you were a kid. Jeff was six years old saying, fuck the police, coming straight from underground. <laughs> Fred was fucking 29 years old still saying that shit. (laughs) And that's going to do it for this week's episode. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at different underscore mics so you don't miss out on future episodes. We'll catch you on the next one. Peace.